Welcome everybody to episode 28 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter. That's where all the action is. Send us email if you want to at Two on Three Pod at gmail.com. See, I read the address this week. Mm-hmm. I'm Chris. You can see my grainy fireworks pictures at CD Villasenor on Twitter, and with me is Ty. You can not see Grainy Fireworks pictures on my feed at SEATJK because who takes pictures of fireworks? People do. <laughs> I don't. But people do. Every year, a bunch of people will put up hilarious, like, Grainy Fireworks pictures up on their Facebook and on their Twitter, and it makes me laugh. I'm like, no one cares what your fireworks look like. No one cares you have these hilarious, grainy... Just use the grainy pictures from last year and put them up this year, and no one will know. Just... <laughs> Just, I mean, you don't need to take pictures of fireworks for people. Well, have I'm you sorry. seen this trend, too, that people on Instagram are, like, saving their vacation photos to continue posting after they get back to front like they're still on vacation? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I notice people do that. They like to keep the good times rolling. That doesn't bother me. I don't think you're on vacation. <laughs> you should just spill them out, man. Just I'm not. Spill I'm them not, out. I'm just not pro-fronting in any forum. Don't front. Fronting, fronting love, for coward, cowards and weaklings. <laughs> I love fronting on, on Facebook and, and Twitter. It's, it's fun. All right. I want people to think I'm living my best life now, Ty. All right, Come well, on. You know, you live your lie, whatever you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am married to a woman, so, you know, we have that much going. <laughs> I don't, what? I don't understand that at all. I don't, you have lost me. I'm not with nothing, you on whatever you're nothing. talking can about. You, can you edit that out? <laughs> Anyway, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about basket brawling with the Filipinos. What's up? Um, we're talking about this Jurassic life. Um, and uh, we'll talk about, uh, since it's the summertime, it's movie franchise time, we'll talk about what we might consider the most successful of the three-plus movie series. You, anybody can make three movies, but you got to make more to get into the, this oh, list. You want to go over three, so, oh, so yeah. straight, straight trilogies don't qualify. You, you, cannot, you, cannot, you cannot have just three. You All right, it. well, you definitely, I hope you have a nice kickoff, because uh, allow me to scramble while you lead the show. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get us moving in the right direction. All right, anyway, and uh, in the OT, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the next round of the World Cup, since they just wrapped up a real nail-biter today, those English making uh, buttholes pucker throughout the entire planet today, which was a good deal. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, let's talk about basket brawling with the Filipinos. If you haven't been paying attention to anything else, if you've, you know, other than LeBron and like the World Cup, um, <laughs> you might notice that they're playing the FIBA, the FIBA, not the FIFA, but the FIBA. <laughs> um, and the Filipinos and the Australians kind of got into it. So if you've watched the video, it's pretty entertaining. Is it? For, uh, go ahead. The, so I was just is a. Uh... Oh, never mind. I was confused. I was I was thinking there for a moment that maybe the rundown took place in the Philippines. Or no, that guy that plays the main no, fighter yes, of the South Americans. Yes, he is a Filipino, right. right? He's a Filipino. Yeah, the yes. main stunt guy. He might be. Well, we could someday we'll go over the list of the long list of great Filipinos. <laughs> so that's a that's a different show because we're gonna need to do like a triple episode for the, that list. <laughs> but uh, but the uh, yes the. Um, but the Filipinos and the Australians are meeting at the FIBA. And first of all, if you, I've inspected the video. Yes. And I think we can agree that the first thing that sets us off is a flop by the Australian dude. It's hard to it's hard to know for sure because I, well, here's the thing: it's it's hard to know if like the, if he's faking the elbow contact to the face, fine. But then whatever happens precipitates 
what I would call an unprovoked elbow shove. I mean, it's not like maybe ejection worthy from our Filipino point guard here, but he for sure puts man bun on the floor. I mean, he doesn't have to oh, yeah. fall down, but at that point, if you're going to put both hands on me and shove me, I'm falling down just to try to get the whistle, right? Yeah. And then the but, Australian guy murders him. Yes. And then we got, uh, God, what, I had a name for this guy. I mean, he's sort of like a shitty Sean Bradley. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. That's, a, that's high praise. You gotta love that. <laughs> He definitely looks like the kind of dude, like the six eight, six ten guy at the Y, who's like the, the definition of lanky. He doesn't have a ton of skill, but can play. Sure. And he just comes with the elbow, like just the the, the straight elbow to the temple shot, like it's a, like it's a, a martial arts movie. Well, first, here's the first thing that I like to the roll out here. Now that we sort of set the stage, when you're playing a basketball team, and this is true of any of any level of sport, when you're playing a team that's not particularly good and has nothing to lose, when you start fighting with them, they are ready to fight you. Because, number one, the Filipinos are down 30 points at this point. And you're Australia. You've got, you've got some players. You know, there's a yeah, Thon Maker. maker. There's, a, there's a Thon Maker appearance. Yeah. Is it, do they have anybody else that we know? I don't think I so. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But, but the but what happens here is you get suckered into this fight. Like the Filipinos want to fight you. I mean, <laughs> they've got nothing else to do. It's not like it's a it's not like it's a basketball powerhouse of any kind. And here you are, a decent, probably a decent Australia team who's probably going to do well at this FIBA tournament, and you get sucked into fighting with the Filipinos. It is it is a sucker bet. There, for sure. There is so much that happens in this video. So first, I mean, Man Bun is in the fencing position on the ground, even though he's not obviously hurt. Um, he jumps up into the fray, and then one of the Filipino guys come running across the court from the bench and does the flying kick into the small of his back. <laughs> that goes on. It's total mayhem. I mean, it's the, ama- it's an amazing it's an amazing video to watch. There's also I a encourage- nice like a weak half-hearted chair toss. Where she's like, Ugh, like three feet away, just here's I'm throw this plastic chair at you very lightly. I encourage you if you have not seen it, I encourage you to watch it because it really is entertaining. Um, I don't think anyone gets hurt particularly bad, which is which is which is a good thing in a sports fight. You want you want guys to tussle, you want people to, but you don't want to see anybody like get carried off on a stretcher or nothing like that. You want you want it to be you want it to be have some mayhem, but when it comes right down to it, nobody gets hurt. And I don't know. Yeah, there is a moment here where, like, a Filipino well, guy Australian has one of the Australians guy. in full guard, and he's, like, just wailing on his face with his fists. So but, they're on the but ground. It, but it's not like he's going to go to the hospital. I mean, you maybe know? an or, maybe an orbital socket. No. I didn't. That, and then the Australian guys are, like, like, crying and running around crying and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, don't mess with the Filipinos. I also have, uh, I also have to think about... Um, the the actual makeup of the Filipino basketball team because some of those guys don't look Filipino to me. <laughs> some of those of, guys some of those guys look distinctly American and Black American. So there's a lot I, of nationalized citizenship going on <laughs> in these international games. It's a little shady, but um, but yeah, they're down thirty points. Let's see. So let's say you're up thirty points on a team and one of their dudes shoves you to the ground. The last thing you want to do is fight with these people. You got to take the high road here if you're Australia. It's true. It's it's a bad idea by by shitty Sean Bradley to to whistle this elbow right in this guy's face. Like he could have just given him a little, you know, a hold shove. me back shove, and then that yeah. would have been fine. But no, he was like, "Oh, you took it that." Because, like I said, the original shot was a little bit on the cheap side. Again, not necessarily ejection worthy, but certainly not part of the right. game. 
and this is this is the part about low level professional basketball like FIBA which is to say that in the real NBA we get the fake tough guy fight. Well, yeah, I mean See, those, that's that's what happens when you're making millions upon millions. Yeah, right. Of nobody's getting like, a, nobody's getting a paycheck here in the international <laughs> game. I mean, getting, and not any real money. Well, they're getting like a per diem and right. free and free cl- and free warm ups. Right. No, it's a free right. vacation. Yeah. Right. So, but see, they should take an example from the real NBA people with fake tough guy fighting. It's mostly like a shove, a good hard shove, but not enough to knock you down. And then the, your teammates grab you. So it's an important thing to be able to give your teammates enough time to, to encircle you and pull you away while you talk shit to the person you want to fight. I mean, this you is a can't. very, this is a very, it's a very important skill to have in the NBA. Is the fake tough guy fighting? But you can't possibly tell me that you're surprised that a goobery, goony Australian guy, like, went ahead and just went for it on the no. fighting front. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. This is why these low-level professional basketball players don't understand the nuance. Of actually, I mean, no, but I'm saying internet in the international game, this guy is actually properly representing the flavor of his country <laughs> australia <laughs> yeah he's like well you're not going to do that to us i'm going to fucking knock you out <laughs> we are descended from criminals <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and we are ready to fight you <laughs> i mean i think that if you're this I, I i need to learn this guy's name just because now i feel like i've, I've referred to him as shitty sean bradley enough times i so. think shitty sean bradley's fine <laughs> <laughs> but i mean think about like bogut bogut was always ready to scrap yeah but again, because he, he just didn't get it, he didn't understand. We're, you know, but but he, what happened was Bogut is he got into the he got into the NBA, and and things got much more subtle, and there was a lot more, you know, you know how that you know my favorite thing in the NBA is the whistling elbow like four feet from your head, mm-hmm. and then that precipitates usually some trash talking and holding each other back. See, that's a good NBA fighting. This is just brawling. This is just amateur brawling, and it sort of speaks to the nature of the game. Like I said, I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was terrific. Did you have a favorite actual NBA fight? Because back in the day, there were fights. Now there's they, no fights. They did fight a lot. My my two favorite ones, both involve the Celtics because everybody fucking hated the Celtics. <laughs> Um, so there was, if you weren't from Boston, if it was the, if it was the eighties and you weren't from Boston, like nobody liked the Celtics. Sure. So there's the one where Kevin McHale clotheslines Kurt Rambis in mm-hmm. the, in the NBA finals, mm-hmm. which is particularly a heinous, horrible foul, which I'm surprised Kurt Rambis didn't have to go to the hospital after that. But to Rambis's credit, he pops up and he, they, it's, it's go time. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one of my favorites. Um, most, my, my, and then there's the one where um, Charles Barkley holds Larry Bird and oh, yeah. Dr. J peppers him. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one of my, my absolute favorites because I was a huge Dr. J fan. I have but like I, a new retroactive favorite because it just came out a couple years ago, the video of the, the, histor- the, the legendary Willis Reed fight where he takes on the whole Lakers bench. And wins that was like that was the headline or whatever. And the, I don't know. Have you seen it? The actual video? You know what I'm talking about? I, no, I don't know if I know that one. So there's well, like a scrap, and the, the best part is his opponent's name is Rudy Larusso. So any fight video, you know, Larusso, I'm into La, that. Larusso is going to fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, and 
Willis Reed basically, they, I don't know exactly. It's it's unclear exactly how it starts, but they like square up, and then of course they kind of get separated. But Reed like whips around and starts just cleaning house. It's like a WWE match where he's just like <laughs> dropping guys, just like boom, boom. He gets taken down like by a, a, somehow he like gets taken down in a mass of people, uh, but manages to shove his way back to his feet and then continues to clean house and then finally gets to LaRusso and drills him in the face. Good God. I, I need to look that. This is, that sounds tremendous. It I, is. I, it, I, is. I it was part I of the Rappaport 30 for 30 about when the garden was eaten. The one about the Knicks. Oh, okay. And that's when the, okay. like the, the first time I saw the, the footage, but uh, yeah, if you look for Willis Reed takes on the Lakers bench and wins, you should be able to find it. And then yeah. I don't know if it was a favorite fight, but I'll never forget Van Gundy hanging on the morning's, leg. morning's leg. Yeah, and they're fighting <laughs> with Larry Johnson. And then Malice in the Palace, which I watched live. Well, Malice in the Palace is crazy. That was that was just nuts. Yeah, that's, that's the craziest. That might be one of the craziest sports fights ever. I blame I the that, dude that threw the drink. For sure, and, but I mean, it loses <laughs> control very quickly, and not only does it lose control very quickly, but in in this case, the the athletes went just buck wild. Right, right. And that never, and that that almost never happens, or I can't recalling it when 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 professional athletes go buck wild on the fans. Only when somebody's like streaking or something. That that happens. But, I mean, they knock them down and yeah. stuff. But I mean, this was like brawling with fans. Yeah, this is like you're gonna throw thing. shit at me. I'm gonna try to kick your ass straight up. <laughs> that is crazy. That's one of the craziest things. All right, we'll wrap. Uh, we'll wrap up that. We'll uh, if we get uh, maybe there's some OT. We'll check in in the OT there. Um, all right. Our next topic: this Jurassic life. I uh, I know you you probably didn't get a chance to see Jurassic Park five. Jurassic World two, Fallen it's not Kingdom. super high on my personal list, so maybe I'll I get did. out I, to it. I know my I wife's took, a big fan of those movies. Yeah, I took uh, I took the little boy. We decided we'd want we'd we'd get in on some uh, dinosaur chomping action. Sure. And uh, and I, and I was th- I thought it'd be a nice thing to to sort of I was thinking back, like because we've had Jurassic Park now for a good twenty five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a good long run. I mean, that first Jurassic Park movie is ninety three. Right. And I watched it recently, actually. It was on cable. Here's the deal with the first Jurassic Park movie. First of all, n- no one has put more care into the special effects for a movie than I think Jurassic Park. They hold up. When I watched it, I wasn't like, that looks bad. I it mean, there's some seamless. parts where the, with the, yeah, there's some parts with the, the raptor, uh, like where they're being chased around by the raptors that are, uh-huh. it's just a little clunky, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it, it looks great. I was, Pretty impressed, but T Rex is seamless. I yeah. mean the whole, the whole thing. And I was thinking about as as I was you know driving home from Jurassic World two, the um what made Jurassic Park really great. And I think that what makes Jurassic Park really great is the fact that it really is an Indiana Jones movie, right? Doctor Alan Grant is Indiana Jones. And so Spielberg sort of sneaks this in on us because you're not wrong. No, so he's so yeah, Doctor Alan Grant. He's out what in the dig. He's yeah. got you know he's you know he's an arch- he's a paleontologist whatever. No, you absolutely and, yeah you absolutely can replace. Then, I'm I'm doing it in my head right now. Yeah, the then, whole thing, the speech where he gives it to the little kid with the claw. Right, that's dead. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely. He tells him the story. Yeah. Um, and then Spielberg gives him the hat. Yeah. He gives him essentially the outfit, and then he turns him loose. So. I'm going to say that just like The Rock is a secret Bond sequel, 
We're, right. This, okay. We might, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna. Yeah. We could. We can cover that at some right. Other the time. Connery Bond sequel. We've talked about that. Yes. And then, uh, but this is definitely a Indiana Jones movie, and that's why it works so well. It's a. Per- he doesn't like kids. You yeah. Know, it's the whole thing. Just in, it's great. And then in Jurassic Park two, they get rid of him, <laughs> and they make Jeff Goldblum the 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 hero of of Jurassic Park two, which is a pretty much a swing and a miss. Yeah. It's not a great movie. Because Goldblum, while we love Goldblum's, like, inexplicably shirtlessness in <laughs> Jurassic Park, it's like, why is, why, is he, why is Ian Malcolm injured and now, like, his shirt's off? Well, it's, you know, when your leg gets hurt, they have to take your pulse <laughs> on your chest with a stethoscope, so you have to remove your shirt to deal with the leg laceration. <laughs> Lower body laceration. I'm so it's hot and sweaty. Right. Button it's, shirt. I'm, yeah, it's here on Isla Nublar or whatever the hell we are. It's like, I think, let me get this shirt off. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't just go whole hog and tear it off and use it as a bandage. That's right. the move. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. So anyway, so we make we make uh, Jeff Goldblum the, the mumbler film the, of, you know, the hero of the second film. Speaking of which, Julianne Moore, right? Julianne Moore's in... in um, the second Jurassic Park movie. Wait, uh, that's the second one? I thought that's the third one. No, it's the second one. Okay, you're right, you're right. Oh, that's right. She's so, his girlfriend. That's right. Yeah, so the um what sidebar on on Julianne Moore, I was watching um the uh Kingsman movie. Uh, Julianne Moore may not have aged since nineteen ninety five. Like she is she looks exactly the same. She's looked exactly the same for twenty years. She's amazing. Love me some Julianne Moore. Bad movie. And then we throw Vince Vaughn in there. Vince Vaughn's useless. Yeah, it's not good. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. So we'll just skip over it. Now, Jurassic Park 3, they have the good sense to get Sam Neill back. Right. And then he comes back with his action sidekick, Alessandro Nivola. Now, do you know Alessandro Oh, 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 uh, uh, Pollux Troy. Pollux Troy. Now, yeah. side, side, let me sidebar on Alex, Alessandro Davola. Okay. He was a friend and classmate of my wife's at Yale. Oh. And, and I, uh, I have accused her many times of making, have made out, have made out with, with, with Alessandro Davola. She won't cop to it, but I think she did. I think she may have made out with him. <laughs> it's a reasonable she thing mentions to do. Him, she mentions him in sort of a dreamy way, and I'm like, hey. Did you make out with Alessandro Nivola? No. Yes, she did. His name is okay, Alessandro. So well, I mean, he, and, and no, she calls him Sandro, because all her friends called him Sandro. Wow, she still refers to him with a nickname. Yes, she totally made out with him. <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. But I don't know how you whatever. feel about you airing your dirty laundry on the show. I like it. <laughs> oh, anyway, my wife, my wife made out with Alessandro Nivola there. Yeah, well, I mean, my philosophy on that is everyone has a resume, and I didn't look at it before I hired you, so I I can't look at it now. (laughs) But anywho, anywho, that movie, they go back to the formula, right? Kid, action, but here's what what I'm shitty about on uh, Jurassic Park 3 is the Spinosaurus, like, chomping the T-Rex and, like, like, one-shotting the T-Rex, which was some bullshit WWE, like, putting the... Putting the Spinosaurus over, at the expense of essentially the hero of this entire endeavor, right? Yeah, the Spinosaurus was also like not aesthetically pleasing. 
No, and he's not nearly as scary or awesome as T-Rex. And the T-Rex has been the hero, and, and well, they come to their senses and continue to make him the hero of the story. But, but Spinos- they totally put the Spinosaurus over in a very unsatisfying way. Because he does. He one-shots. He just absolutely one-shots the T-Rex. Yeah, that's the... It, I, I, that bullshit. movie is distracting for me because Taylioni's in it. And I, I find her distracting in everything. <laughs> in not, not in a good way. Like, in a sort of, I wish this was someone else. Her, it's her teeth, isn't it? No, it's not the way she looks. It's just... There's a whole... <laughs> thing going on. There's a whole I'm, thing going on that I just... I, I don't like, like. A manic, like a manic presence that sort of... Like, yes. Yeah, and it really, like... You know, she's very... It's just everything's very pinched. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a, I want. I don't want to sound like a sexist, so I'm trying to think of a dude that gives me the same feeling. <laughs> but it, it's, it, she she brings along with her a certain tension that you're not down with. Yeah, I just I don't. Yeah, well, fair enough. Fair enough. I, just, I don't like it. Yeah. So Sam Neill gets to be Indiana Jones again. Yeah. Which is great. We like him in that, and I think it's pretty. I think it's a pretty satisfying movie. Again, it's very much the. It's very much the. I do like the bit with the cell phone or the the satellite phone that keeps ringing. Yes. Whenever the whenever the Spinosaurus is around. <laughs> uh, the other the other thing that is excellent about um, Jurassic Park in general is sometimes the dinosaurs are really noisy, and then sometimes they're like ninja quiet. Right. Like sometimes the T Rex, you can hear him coming from a mile away. Right. Boom. Boom. And then sometimes he's just there. It's like, how the hell did T-Rex get right here? How, he's a ninja. He was always there. He's just waiting. <laughs> he, he's just been watching you yes. this whole time. Jurassic Park 4, which is actually called Peter Jackson's King Kong. That's that's Jurassic Park 4. That's not, <laughs> I like that movie. You like... You, oh, come on. Oh, no. Peter Jackson, King Kong. No, I'm thinking... Sorry, I'm thinking of uh, Skull Island. Oh, Skull Island's awesome. Peter yeah, Skull Jackson's, Island's a great action movie. Peter Jackson's King Kong is a crazy mess. It's just, it's a, it's a crazy mess, and it's one. I don't of have any ex- memory of it. It's one of those examples of just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. It's completely overloaded with crazy shit. Anyway, that's Jurassic Park four, and then we get to Jurassic World, which again we're trying to get back to the. So Jurassic World, I, I enjoy Jurassic World, but the couple things strike me as funny. First of all, we have behavioral scientist, former Navy SEAL Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, this works. And, One of my uh, favorite bits when they were promoting the newest movie is somebody posted on Twitter. Uh, Can you name without looking it up um, Chris Pratt's character's name <laughs> and like from the Jurassic World movie? And like it, you know, there's a lot of obvious responses. But there's like, like a lot of Buck Raptor stuff like that. Nobody, nobody even... <laughs> Buck Raptor, <laughs> Dinosaur Jones. <laughs> Like just because nobody really knows. It's Owen Grady for the record. Owen, yes, Owen. I would have gotten Owen since I just saw the movie over the weekend. So, um, and then and then playing a part, uh, not Jessica Chastain. I like Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> See, I feel a, the opposite of Bri- about Bryce Dallas what? Howard as I do about Taylioni. Like you like her? Yeah, I just there's something about her presence that I find she's, I don't know engaging. She's she's got a she's got a she's got a cute calmness to her a certain je ne sais quoi <laughs> <laughs> she was she is the daughter of ron howard so yes. they have a they have a sort of a a low i would call it a low level i don't even know if it's low level but they have a hollywood royalty she's got a hollywood royalty air of hollywood royalty about her yeah and uh and she, not jessica chastain 
it's not it's not low level it's like she's like the the only daughter of a once great house in game of thrones <laughs> like still respected and powerful but there's just like not a lot of it anymore right yeah but you know so the uh anyway but they 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 stamped out that formula again kids dinosaur mayhem i think right. we're fine i think we're fine with it you know chris pratt i might be on i might be on chris pratt like saturation here yeah, I didn't like. I, we talked about a f- uh, number of episodes ago. I wasn't a huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy two. I don't know. He kind of went away a little bit. Like he's kind of fa- he's not as, he's not in every movie like he was two years ago. But I'm with he's you. In, he's in every movie. Like you know how I'm, I'm on full. I'm completely on full rock saturation. If I don't have if I don't yeah. see another rock movie in another yeah. in the next decade, if I don't watch another one of them, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna bother me. Which kind of watch Ballers me, though? Which well, Ballers is good, <laughs> but I don't want to watch. Any rock? No, I'm not gonna watch movies. Skyscraper. I'm not gonna watch Skyscraper. I didn't watch Rampage. I didn't watch Jumanji. I'm not. I watch any all of these stuff. movies when they're free on cable, though. Every maybe, single one. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hit or miss on rock movies. But speaking of, in our next segment, talking about the best three plus movie series. Oh, good. That's its own segment. I was concerned that we just like blew that out of the water. We're gonna have to. No, come no, back to no. It. It's its own segment. I, I think it needed. A, so if we're gonna get right to it. You know, speaking of The Rock, we have the Fast and Furious series, which is nine movies. <laughs> How many movies is it? <laughs> it's literally, it's, it's a lot of movies now. Is it nine? I think it's nine, yeah. Shit. Can you believe that? No, I never would have thought that. Especially after the third one, and it was like, all right, they're done. My, and I know if we've talked about this before, my favorite part about Fast and Furious is it's about, the first one's about an FBI agent. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> Yeah, it's, no, it's, um, it's point cars. Point break cars. And then at some point they became America's like elite anti-terrorist <laughs> super fighting force. <laughs> like where the fuck did this happen? I mean, I haven't been I haven't been following I don't follow it that closely, but I maybe I jumped back in at six. I may have watched I, I watched one. I didn't watch two. I watched Tokyo Drift on cable, and then somewhere in there, they six is the a, best one. They become America's elite anti-terrorist fighting force. Yeah, hilarious. I have no uh, idea how this happened. Well, so like from the get-go, like I mean, Ludacris's character was always the technician. They they have their sort of loosely defined uh, team of but, skills roles, like super but, team of skills. But when somebody handed in this script. And said, we've taken the Fast and Furious fa- franchise and we've decided to make them America's elite team. There was a, th- but it was, a, it was a subtle transition. Six was the movie where it sort of happened. They had to take on, um, what's his Some face? drug dealer. No, um, god damn it. Uh, what is the guy's name? I, sorry, it's driving me crazy. He plays the, Jesus, I'm doing a terrible job. This is, is it Statham? No, it's, that's his brother. So that's, oh, that's how it, Oh, it's, it's the other guy. Yes, okay, but fine. I can't remember his... Luke Evans. Oh, there you go. There you go. See, I never would have come up with that. He's been in a million things. Yeah, um, Luke Evans. Yeah, I would think he shows up Because he shows up in the last Furious movie. Cause, yeah, that he's cause not dead. Yeah, everyone's everyone's dead. just coming back. Everyone just, like, let's just bring people back. Which right, is so I don't want to spend I don't wanna spend more time on this. I don't want to talk about So is this in your top list? I'm just saying it should be. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And I, I think, think I, just purely for the, the amount, I, the most recent movie, not so great, but the high watermark, six, seven, those two movies, five, six, seven, like along with the first two movies, maybe just the first one, it, 
that's that's a solid four film run for me. And I would for, watch those again. For me, it's more of a it's for me it's more of an honorable mention. But I had to lead with it just because I find it amazing. <laughs> I just find it so amazing. For me, the first one, uh, my first my first series that's three plus movies is without question James Bond, the James Bond series, because we're into we're into twenty movies. We're oh, it's into nearly 20. thirty now. Yeah. So I mean, I mean that's a bit. Of, I mean I grew up with. James Bond, and then people who were older than me grew up with James Bond, right? Yeah. So, so we've had James Bond in our lives for as long as I can remember. Like Doctor Knows, nineteen sixty-two. I mean, so you know we're coming up on a fifty years of you know we're coming up on fifty years worth of Bond films, and you know some are good or some are bad, but I think you, I mean the 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 le- the lasting nature of being able to find cool shit to do with James Bond. Is uh, is great, and I'm and this is where I'm going to go ahead and throw in my fact that I think Living Daylights. I think Tim Dalton is an excellent Bond, and I think Living Daylights is a good Bond movie. You can at me. I think that I think it's I think he gets. I don't have an opinion. I think he gets very short shrift as being a very good Bond because they obviously the second that Pierce Brosnan said, "Okay, I'll do Bond," they like they totally just dumped him, <laughs> and they should have. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Pierce Brosnan movies. Yeah, no, I mean they 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 were after Pierce Brosnan forever to do it, yeah. and so they get Dalton to do a good movie. I think a really good movie and an okay movie. Living mm-hmm. Daylights is kind of just an okay movie, and then the second the second that uh, that uh, they uh, they get Pierce. So Brosnan are you saying the Dalton. good Dalton one is License to Kill? Uh, no, the good Dalton one is Living Daylights. Okay, yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, there's a lot of good movies. I remember uh, that's the first time I remember Christopher Walken in uh, A View to a Kill. A View to a Kill. <laughs> He's the first great. movie I remember seeing him in. And then my dad like forced me to watch Deer Hunter at some point when I was like oh, 12. Oh, good God. Then, yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Why would your dad make you watch the Deer Hunter? Oh, I don't Lord. know. It was boring. That was boring. Hey, so here's what's not going to make my list, Star Wars. All right, so moving yeah. on. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Now, this is, a, this is a funny one. I think... I think and yet, I, I, think I will Harry, always watch a Star Wars movie. Sure, I think the Harry Potter series is excellently made. It's very good. I think it's. I think it's. I mean, but do we? Because it becomes from basically it's based. You know, it's a. It's films of the books, and follows it very faithfully. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure it belongs in the great films franchises. I think the fact that they're able to they're... pull off a, a nine movie adaptation of a seven series book or seven book series with the same actors other than one who the, the ones that died along the way. Yeah. I think actually the only thing that hurts those movies is it's very difficult to make a wizard fight inherently interesting. Mm. Like it's just a lot of people. It's 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 like a lame gunfight. <laughs> yes. Yes. But no, I think it's I think it's amazingly done. I think you get you get good source material, and I think the people really executed on it. I I, I think I'm going to put it into my, into my uh, into my list of, of great ones. I think I've changed my mind because I think I it's, think I, purely I think it's, on the achievement, it's yeah. in for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything? Um, I'm going to actually just purely. I, I, I'm Die Hard. Die Hard is five movies. Five movies. Uh huh. I, I didn't see the last one. Was that is, uh, Live Free Die Hard? No, that's uh, that was Live Free or Die Hard and then A Good Day to Die Hard. And Live Free or Die Hard, while not being a great movie, is fairly watchable. I watched it again recently. It's with uh, Oliphant's The Villain. Um, Justin Long shows up as the hacker, kind of the 
he's toting him around has to find his courage it's it's not a great movie but it's it's still willis before he's completely like not <laughs> interesting to watch do things anymore so i don't love a good day to die hard again watchable but not my favorite but uh the first three are obviously incredible movies yeah and but die hard 2 wildly underrated very but stupid with lots of dumb plot holes but really watchable and <laughs> Die Hard 2 is yeah Die Hard 2 is is I think is a terrific movie. It's very entertaining. The um and then uh I you know the thing is I'm not gonna, I can't I'm I'm not going to allow Die Hard cuz those 4 and 5 are just not I don't know do they qualify? They're I Die mean, Hard movies. He's playing John McClane. I don't know what you want to say. I mean but it's like three good movies and just two um movies. It's they're not terrible. <laughs> the last one's not great, but the fourth one is at least entertaining. Okay. In the same vein, um, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is how many? It's four, four movies. It's four movies. Three is three is wait wait wait, wait. two is the Petchy one. Yes. Okay, so three is the three is the Rene Russo one. Correct. Which is actually a pretty good movie. Yes. What's and four, four is the Chris Rock one. Where he's going to marry Murdoch's daughter. Oh, God. I have never seen that movie. Oh, it's good. Like, <laughs> you know. Is it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> the fir- by the way, the first, the first two Lethal Weapon movies are so stinking good. I mean, too, it's too bad Mel Gibson's persona, celebrity non grata. Um, because those first two Die Hard movies, or those first two Lethal Weapon movies are awesome. Um, my, third, my third series that I'm going to throw in here is Mission Impossible. Yeah. Man. You know, the only one that's outright bad is three. Um, no, two is worse. The John. Sorry, Wu that's one. what I mean. Yeah, the John Wu one, which is too bad. Yes, but um, but the uh, but man, Cruz has been giving us. See, we're into we're into a solid twenty some odd years now of of uh, of Mission Impossible, and the last three have been awesome. That's true. They have been I very mean, good. I mean, that's the. I mean, so one is good. It's a De Palma, so it's a little bit of a slow burn. It's a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Two, two is well-intentioned, but misses the mark. I think one is great, personally. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, it's a little they, bit they don't different. Make, they don't make movies like that anymore. No, they don't make movies like that anymore. Yeah. The, uh, and, um, and then three is J.J., and he sort of he's re- he restarts the whole thing. And then Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation are terrific movies. Yes. And uh, and Fallout looks to be pretty good too. So I I will I will definitely try to opening weekend uh, Fallout. I feel and like that is a movie that's carried so hard by its the, the iconic music though. It's like you could put that music behind any action scene <laughs> and it makes it like not what fifteen percent better. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, you start up a motorcycle and off you go, right? Yeah, and then it kicks on. Yeah, I remember I used to I listened that when that ninety six movie came out. I had that soundtrack and U two the the Ed was wasn't U two sorry it was. Uh, Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen had done the, uh-huh. the music for it. I must have listened to that version of that song a hundred thousand times that like <laughs> summer, like driving around in my car, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so sweet. <laughs> right. And then it also speaks to the enduring power of, of Tom Cruise. When, you know, we like to burn on Tom Cruise, but when Tom Cruise someday is gone, we will remember Tom Cruise. We will miss Tom Cruise. Well, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, per- a, he's a national fucking treasure. He Tom is, Cruise, the person, is a huge goon. no. But no, like Tom, a goober. No, the person. Yeah, yes. But like as an actor, iconic, love some of the the best entertainment of my lifetime. No, like I, hands down. I would argue that Tom Cruise is currently the only true 
living movie star that we have right now. He's the only Denzel. one. Denzel's not a movie star. I disagree. Denzel Denzel's an actor, but he is not even close to being Tom Cruise is a movie star. Tom Cruise. Uh, is a okay, if you're, movie I mean, star. if you want to talk about the ability to do sort of anything in the in the avoir, including like a heavy action movie, then yes, okay, I understand no. where you're going with this. I would say it's like there's a there are there are there are actors and there are movie stars, and I think I will argue that Tom Cruise is the only movie star we have left. I will tell you that the other day, flip around cable, I was doing some chores around the house, and that came across the firm. And I've seen the firm many times. I read the book, you know, what, 30 years ago now? An excellent sprinting years ago. scene. An excellent Tom like Cruise three, No, like three different <laughs> sprinting scenes, first of all. <laughs> but, like, uh, I'd been watching it. Was only, it was probably only the first half hour of the movie, so I just kind of stuck with it. And, like, about halfway through, I was like, does this movie suck? And then, like, 30 minutes later, I was like, I think this movie sucks. And yet, I never turned it off. I watched <laughs> the entire thing. I knew it was going to happen. And yet, I sat through the whole thing until the end. Yeah. Yeah, an early Gene Triplehorn uh, uh, classic. Like a, yeah, like a shooting star. <laughs> she came into our lives and then she was gone. I miss no, Gene Triplehorn. She got the stink of Waterworld on her and it was hard to shake off. I Damn, think. that's too bad. Yeah. That is too bad. So, again, in my just to round back with Tom Cruise, my favorite thing is his Twitter account, which obviously he does not run. Of course not. <laughs> But but the but the tag under it is actor producer running in movies since 1981. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so God bless the person who's uh, running his Twitter. They get it. He is our last remaining movie star. And okay. Then, obvious shout out to the MCU just for sure. They're doing something consistent that's overall quality. Yeah, crazy. I mean, that's yeah. That whatever they're doing over there is is crazy. I. I doubt they have the the guts to make it last. I think that uh, this, I think the the power of Disney starts to creep up on you. I mean, it's destroying Star Wars. Oh yeah, um, no, they're gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get commoditized uh, like anything else. Yeah, and at some point, um, yeah, and you know, I would you know if for for those of you out there who want to throw Lord of the Rings in there because those Hobbit movies are kind of shitty. The 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 second one. The second one and third ones are particularly hard to watch. <laughs> the first one seems like it's okay because it's the you know it seems like it's pretty true to whatever we see the Hobbit is the whatever happened the whatever's going on and those other ones are just let's just make lower. it as long as possible. When I watch those movies, that's how I feel. It's just that you just decided to make this <laughs> as long as you could possibly make it. We could throw some other ones in there, but I think those are the those are the ones that I think matter the most to me anyway. All right, into the OT. Um. Into the OT. Let me let me round back since we're going to the OT. I wanted to okay. round back when we were when we were talking about basket brawling with the Filipinos. I had written down the Arch Rivals video game, which was in the stand up arcade era of. Let me take you back, kids. <laughs> Long time ago, consoles were terrible, and there were like four pixels that you could like run around and shoot each other with, and they were awful. So you, to get a decent video game experience, you had to go to the v- arcade, stand up, and pour quarters into it. And one of my favorite stand-ups was Arch Rivals, the video game, which was the precursor. Everybody remembers NBA Jam or whatever. Of course. The big-headed NBA thing. But before that game, the game that set that up was Arch Rivals, a basket brawl. Sure. Which was a two-on-two game where you could punch each other and trip each other and dunk each other and people got and people got hot shooting and all that stuff. So it was all the, it was all the parts of NBA Jam with none of the licensing. Right. It was it was terrific. It was a terrific game. It, 
I mean, I'm with you. I remember it being entertaining. And then it was eclipsed almost immediately, though, by NBA Jam. I think NBA Jam came out, I guess it was probably all four, three or four years later, really. I think it was 93. Um, but the best part of NBA Jam was you could play it at home. So NBA Jam, which you got on the Super Nintendo, you could turn the fouls off, and then it became Arch Rivals. <laughs> but it was NBA Jam. And that was the best version of the game you're describing. <laughs> He's heating up. Yes. We all love we all love some NBA Jam for sure, but the but the NBA Jam uh, video the actual stand up was also the stand up arcade game was also particularly awesome. Anyway, thought yes. I had to get that in there. It was a, it was a big part of the basket brawl uh, thing. So uh, into the OT, um, the first round elimination rounds of the um, of uh, the World Cup are, are in. So it was uh, it was it was it was quite uh, quite entertaining. Lots of shootout, a lot of PKs. Oh my a lot God. of PK shootouts. No, you don't like you're you're not down with PKs. I cannot tell you how much I don't want to watch 120 minutes of a soccer game followed by a fucking penalty kick shootout. Oh, <laughs> uh. I th- I made the suggestion that they should clear people off of the field. Yes, and play the and play that hockey style. Minutes, hockey yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Like instead of yeah, that's been great off. for the NHL over time. Yeah. I love that. Clear off four people on each side and make them play. Or just keep what? taking a man off like every fifteen minutes or something, or every five. <laughs> just clear him off. Just go five on five and just and the just... field's too big for that. Realistically, <laughs> somebody's gonna laser one through the defense, and I don't know. It's no, that's it. But isn't right, that what we yeah. want? Isn't that I mean? Isn't I suppose. That what we want? Yeah, yeah. It's better than PKs. Don't, wouldn't you love to see your boy Messi go one yes. on with five defender with five people on the field trying to defend Messi? Yes, that'd be great. Yes, that would be awesome. Yeah, yes, just get it, to, get it to him at the circle and let him run all the way to the goal and dump <laughs> it in. <laughs> Smash it in for, for the win. And golden goal it. Let's, yeah. let's bring back the golden oh, goal. Oh, yes, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, let's just make it sudden death. Yeah, the PKs it, have got to go. I cannot deal be, with it. It needs to be one 20-minute half and instead of this two 15-minute deals. It's like one 20-minute half, golden goal it, and let's get on with this. And pull half the people off the field. <laughs> It's just PKs. It's like, it's just at that point. It's it's a weird skills competition. Like I, yeah. I'd almost rather it be like free kicks with a wall and no keeper. Right. Yeah, no, if you're gonna make it a skills competition, then then make like it a four, skills competition. Like five set. No, you play. Oh, you play set pieces. Yes. You can put the ball. You can put. There's probably okay. Here we, oh, we got it. We got this. <laughs> We're gonna fix World Cup overtime. We right are. Now. We're gonna fix. It. Well, you could take like say, um, you get corners. You get two sides, you get two up top, and then one in the middle. You can pick any one of those five spots to take a, a, a um, yeah, and then a set you win, gotta win by two, a set piece, and you just go back and forth, yeah. just like uh, yeah, you score until someone like, misses, yeah. until well, until someone like after the innings are done. Well, like if you go right. first and you miss, and then the second team gets you, you know, you that's what I mean. Flip, and yeah. then they close you out. You're done. End of things. Yeah, but you play set pieces. Yeah, it's like almost like the way the NFL is doing their overtime now. You play set pieces until you lose possession or the ball goes out of bounds. So the ball's live. It's not just like set piece and then whatever. If the ball stays in play, you play it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and if the ball goes out of bounds, you reset for another so the other team gets a chance. The other team gets a chance. But the other team could like yeah, you could give up a counterattack goal. That could be the end of the game. Or no, there's no counterattack goal. There's no counterattack goal. If you lose possession, the other team gets a set. Oh, sorry. So you piece. want to reset a possession? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if the other team, it stays on. The I would almost the let it run until like they turn it over. Like if they get it from you, they can counterattack. Um, 
this needs more thought. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll but, put some work on this. Maybe come back to it. <laughs> the World Cup goes on for another two weeks. We got all right. We'll work this. We're gonna work out. We're gonna fix eight gonna days fix anyway. This. Eight we're days. gonna we're gonna fix this damn thing. All right. So um, so the next round is um, is on. So let's pick our winners for the next round. Okay. I, I have it in front of me. You got it. Okay. I've got it in front of me. So okay. First of all, I already said write it down in pen that the uh, the Russians are going through to at least. The semis because the checks have cleared. Putin's done. His, Putin's done what he needed to do. They're getting through. Done. I mean, he won, they won on a wild kick save in PKs. Uh, well, here's <laughs> what I'm saying. They're getting through Croatia because you know that Croatians, the Croatian, the Croatians are getting leaned on. The, the payments are in. They're I beating think this Croatia. particular matchup, uh, there is a proximity issue with Croatia <laughs> where they're like, you know, I think maybe we're just not going to poke the bear on this right. one. Right. Let's not screw around with Russia. Let's just go ahead and make it look good and lose. Yeah. All right. So they're they're out. So Russia's through. Um, France-Uruguay is really going to be interesting. Now, I was having lunch with a friend who told me that, like, in the 30s, like, Uruguay won two in a row. Like Uruguay was in the 1930s. Uruguay was the the world powerhouse of football, which I was like, "What? <laughs> huh?" Anyway, I was I was thrilled. Anyway, they they they've got a long history of being good. I think France has got a lot of star power. I like France here. I also like France. I picked France to beat Argentina, and I'm gonna stick with that. Uh, that was one of one of my favorite tweets of the week. Was uh, "Don't cry for three Argentina." <laughs> But up, up. I just can't. For you. I just can't take it in a mar. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Any, the uh, anyway, and my friend, and then of course I just love singing Mbappe. Yes, Mbappe. Yeah. perfect. All good. Belgium, Brazil. I don't know. I'm. Uh, I guess you, this is man. usually where Brazil chokes, but well, I don't believe deal. in Belgium at all. They have I'm a ton so, of good players, man. I'm so pissed. I was so pissed when Japan blew that game. It's so brutal. So yeah, I'm pulling for Japan. Japan does not have elite talent, especially at goalkeeper. I mean, you've got like a five nine goalkeeper. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that header that gets over his head to to open the scoring for for Belgium, I knew it was like, oh god. That was the uh, that was the one where again I was watching it with my friend who said, you know, two zero is the worst is the worst score in all the most dangerous mm-hmm. score in all of football, mm-hmm. right? Especially being up two zero with thirty minutes left on the clock. Oh, you're definitely going to give up at least one goal. So the first goal goes in, and then all of a sudden shit gets tight. Yeah, because then they're going to start hammering because there's nothing yeah. to lose at that point. Right, and Japan just does not have elite talent. Yeah, and the risk and, of a counterattack is just too risky. You can't run out. You can't. You just and have to la- kick it away and then try to intercept the ball at midfield again. Like you cannot try to really put together any kind of offensive opportunity. And then the short corner and then the long oh, break. Corner. Oh, God. And then Belgium scores on the last kick of the game. It was awful. Awful, I tell you. Terrible. So who, who do you like then? What is Vegas like? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to take Belgium. I kind of feel like I want to take Belgium just because this is their, sort of their last chance with this generation of guys. Most likely, they've got they, they've got they've got star power. I mean, I, and if you can't get up for Brazil, so I understand where Japan may catch you sleeping. Yeah, but if you can't get up for Brazil in the quarterfinals, you got nothing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the star power of Belgium and I'm gonna I'm gonna send them on to the semis. 
I'm going to have to agree with you again, I think. Uh, and that, and then, Brazil's a, a minus 180 favorite. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I'll, I'll, well, just for variance, I guess I'll pick against you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have any, any rooting interest here. And, you know, I, I got you to gotta stay on the England bandwagon here. Yeah. I mean, this is the, this is the, you know, this is the Harry Kane march to knighthood. I mean, this is the one where, you know, if he, if he brought home the World Cup, he goes right to knighthood, right? They just take him straight to the palace and they, yeah. they, they knight him. They didn't have, they didn't play particularly inspiring football today. No, but I mean. They no. did what they had to do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think that. That that last goal, just that that tying goal, was just brutal. I could just hear it always happens. Always, I just, I could just hear people crying out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was on Twitter when that was going it, on. It uh, you know I was uh, I was watching it. Uh, I'd gone up into my office into the common area, and there were a bunch of people watching, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very. Um, it was a very pro England crowd, and when that ball, when that goal scored, people you could just feel the, the oh here we go. And you know, God bless them for 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 pulling it together and and uh, and winning that game. I mean, it's yeah. nice to lift it. Um, you know, again, I love to watch yeah. PKs. So good. <laughs> so so great. Yeah. I, <laughs> Dude, we're gonna fix it. We're gonna yeah. fix it. Okay, we're gonna All right, fix next this. next week. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out um like um how many footballers have been knighted in uh, in England. <laughs> 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 Sir Alex Ferguson, obviously, mm-hmm. jumps right off the page. Um, I don't follow it closely enough to know all these people, but um but in terms of knighthood, um. Alex Ferguson jumps off the page. There's some other people that are probably well known in um, in those circles. But listen, Harry Kane goes right onto this list if they bring home the World Cup. They should, like I said, straight off the plane, straight to Buckingham, straight to the little pillow where you have to kneel down and bang <laughs> knighthood. Duh, done, done and done. There should be more to it. You should have to like I don't know wear it some sort of like male like shirt around <laughs> like if you're knighted you have to like wear just uh, part that, of your clothes is just like that a, would, the best part about it is they'd have to refer to him as sir harry all the time which would be the best because that's you know that's how you have to refer to knights as that's why they have that's why sure. sir nick sir yeah, nick yeah faldo yeah but it, the sir nick that would be sir harry and then, have, then the announcers would have to call him that which would be awesome. <laughs> it would be good. All right, so you took Uruguay over France. I took no, I took France. France. Oh, no, you I took France. France. That's right. Sorry. I took okay. France. And the, okay, so we agree on everything except I just took Brazil just for fun. Just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Just for fun. Which means we'll probably be wrong all across the board. No. What are you talking about? I think I had a, I, well, I'll, I'll tally him up on Twitter. for. I think I was maybe close to 500 for the first round. So whatever. It's all, all right. good. I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it. I'm enjoying this World Cup, and it's it's a it's a good summer for it because I don't feel like there's a lot of other stuff going on. It has been pretty entertaining. Although, you know, I mean, I'm enjoying tuning into the Mariners almost on a regular, like, day, almost daily basis, and and seeing a win most nights is really fun. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'll probably I'll probably I'll pick up I'll pick up with the Mariners here in August. 
and get him through the get him through the uh, get him into the playoffs. And then... yeah, I know I'm on the bandwagon because I got I bought a Mitch Haniger shirt. <laughs> that that is that is the bandwagon. The Hannibal, the Hannibal. It's got yeah, it's, it's great. It's got this uh, like leopard print blue and uh, not leopard, but I don't know whatever. It's cool. I'm gonna go to the closet it's like to get onto this playoff run like a bunch of other like loser bandwagon people, and I'm gonna pull like an Ichiro jersey out and wear <laughs> it around. And be like, oh yeah, Ichiro. That's what that's my jersey I have. It's like, I have the Griffey swing silhouette T-shirt. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, you can always bring out a Griffey shirt, right, yeah. for the for the playoff run. That's always that's, that's evergreen. And then I have a. Uh, you remember when they did the Heritage shirts, the Nike Heritage, where it was just huh. like the pro, the hair profile, like Randy oh, Johnson's right. mustache oh, yeah. and mullet, <laughs> yeah, 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 and like Felix's whatever. And then uh-huh. somebody made like you remember th- this is deep now, and we're way over time. But uh, if you recall the Mariners commercials where Felix wanted to pitch again, so he dressed up as Larry Bernandez, and he had like sideburns <laughs> and a goatee and glasses. Yeah. Uh, and he had taped a B over the H on his jersey. <laughs> Somebody made a fake, like a fake heritage shirt with the glasses and the sideburns, and I have that heritage shirt. So it's Larry Bernandez, my my Nike that's, heritage shirt. <laughs> that is a really inside. That's like a triple inside joke. That's why I like to wear it because it's it's uh, really like yeah, I know what's up. Do you know what's up? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're wrapping it up. Thanks everybody. Enjoy your fourth. Make sure you keep all your fingers attached to your hands. I like and it. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get at you. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace.